Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to Generally Casual. I almost said Generally Podcast. Um, this is your co-host, Michael, followed by Richard and Corey. Because you guys don't get introductions today. Yeah, I'll get to say my name. No, like, you don't get to say on. your name. Don't say it for the rest of the podcast. Wait, well, where am I? You don't get to know. One of us is Michael, one of us is Richard, and the other one's Corey. That's so nebulous. Yeah. I will be re- revealed at a later podcast. Ooh. <laughs> Special guest star to be revealed on a later podcast. Your Kickstarter reward is to find out who we are. <laughs> Please reach the next tier to unveil the cloak of my voice. <laughs> then the tier after that is what I look like. Ooh. Piece by piece, I the nose. It, it feel loads like, like old school internet, like dial up. <laughs> like you get a one, little sliver on my face at a time. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so today our category... Oh, we're just having fun here. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, eventually it would just turn into identity theft, and yeah. I don't think we want to go that That's right. That's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today's uh, agenda item on the docket is Star Wars. Now, we did have a previous podcast of this, and it did have a catastrophic fail. Um, a tiny uh, X-Wing flew into our podcast set and blew up the recording. So it was only one meter wide too. I don't know how I made that shot. It was crazy. They flew right into our mixer and it exploded partway through our recording. But it's fine. This is officially <laughs> the first Star Wars podcast, but unofficially, it's the sequel. Yes, which I'm sure some of you listening probably wish that was true for the real stuff. Unofficial sequels. <laughs> okay, so um, let let's start out with normal. Um, what's your experience with Star Wars? Uh yeah, I'll just keep it general overview right there. Um yeah, so what do you, you start? Hey, you know what? I'll start. Okay. Um so I uh I probably got in Star Wars because of you, Richard. Um I'm Maybe. guessing just because we watched the movies when we were kids. And Star Wars really, really, really jived with my sci-fi brain. And I was like, oh my god, these cool future technologies are really cool. So from a young age, watching four, five, and six, the original three, original trilogy, really inspired imagination. And I've really like gone through and read a lot of extended universe books. Uh, watch many of the TV shows, but not all of them. Like I'm not up to date in Clone Wars. I watch a little bit of Rebels, only because I'm watching too many other uh, things. Officially, um, I'm not up to date with Clone Wars anymore. Yeah, because that last season came out. Well, and I've only watched the first episode of the Latin. To- Latest season. Mm. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's like my general experience with Star Wars is a lot. And I really like it. Okay. I'll follow up with that because since I have similar experiences to Michael. Your brother. Yes. Funnily enough. Um, oh, hey, that reveal was at a later podcast. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, so I'm very familiar with the movies. I watch them all basically a couple times a year um i have watched all of the tv series um resistance rebels clone wars and mandalorian i think are the three other than the animated like forces of destiny and other non influential ones um the christmas episode (laughs) yeah well and that's the thing is i've even seen like the two ewok films a long time ago Mm. things like that those aren't repeat watches though um, I read a couple of books, not very many. 
not as involved with the the books and i've read a good handful of the comics now um they've done actually a lot of extended um now canon stuff in the comics which is really nice Mm. Uh, i actually just read something recently which i'm gonna probably catch up on in the comics the fourth issue of the current star wars series they talk about how uh luke got his is searching for his lightsaber because he lost it okay and um one minor plot hole from um empire strikes back um at the end of empire strikes back the millennium falcon is the one that picks up luke and he flew in on his x-wing so how did he get his x-wing back when he's on dagobah in return of the jedi i never thought of that yeah it's a minor plot hole thing well in the comic book they explain it he goes back to bespin to try and find his lightsaber with lando and he picks up his X-Wing to get away from the It's like a um, Star Wars Empire. Jedi oh. stealth mission. Yeah. That's cool. It, that's kind of what like it is. A, like yeah. Luke is doing his own individual thing. thing to try and find his lightsaber. So it's really cool. Um, they're kind of retconning things and being like, oh, you saw that. Yeah, now it's not. <laughs> now it's not a plot hole. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah. That was really cool. But, um, and I love how Star Wars, I think through growing up and everything like that, they've done a really good job about expanding. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of been my experience with Star Wars. Tying straight back into from what you said, though, I do like about the original trilogy that they didn't immediately follow each other. Like there were big or oh, yeah, semi big arcs of time yeah, yeah, yeah. that you can kind of fill in like mm-hmm. yourself. Like you could make your own headcanon, left room for the books and all that kind of stuff, or for them to now add stuff in and kind of retcon things. Um, whereas like, the newer movies kind of happen almost sequentially, sequentially. right? Very, yeah, yeah I want to say within and 72 hours yeah. almost. I, have, I, I was going to say, some the of them, are, I think the first and the second one I thought were within like a couple months of each other. And much I thought shorter the time second time. and the third one was like within a day. I think so. Because the first and the first, the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, I think, take a little bit further apart from each other. Yes, yes. But yeah, versus the original three, we're like years, years apart, yeah. and even Episode one, two, and three, like, are good chunks of time between Definitely. each other too. Um, so that that kind of ties into my experience. Was it very much came from the original trilogy? Um, I loved it. I was originally a dinosaur kid. And then I discovered uh, Star Wars, and then I became a sci-fi kid very mm-hmm. quickly. And I was mm-hmm. very interested in that up until the point where I started getting sick of Star Wars because I'd watched it so many times. And <laughs> one child can only collect so many toys with, you know, average wealth parents. Yes. Um, so, you know, once you exhaust your option of Star Wars Lego that I was super into and in the movies and your parents kind of say hey look you're gonna burn a hole in that cassette tape if you keep watching those movies anymore uh i then moved on to fantasy <laughs> well and i was gonna actually kind of bring it back around because a couple of things that i missed in in terms of what we did is we had the original v well not the original original vhs's but we mm. had them on vhs mm. when they re-released them um i got to see the special editions in theater so as part of 
one of my friends in elementary school's birthday, we actually went to see, I believe, the Return of the Jedi in theaters as part of the special edition. So I'd already seen the previous two in theaters as part of the special edition as well, which was cool. Um, and then since then, we watched it countless number of times, a billion times yeah. on VHS until the DVDs came out. And blah, blah. We also, I that was one of the first actual movie soundtracks that I ever owned because oh. they re-released the movie soundtracks in a two CD, really cool booklet thing. And I got all of them and listened to those probably a million billion times until I think eventually they got really good scratched. music. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I mean, thematic and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so that's kind of the final on my experience <laughs> in terms of watching. Wow. And stuff you, like way that. to take away from hey, my experience. You know what? You know? Yours was bad and mine was better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, I, I think it definitely impacted me in a big way as a kid, just like from developing that interest into space and, and oh. sci fi and like science, like, some of the things in Star Wars are really far out there, but for the most part, they kind of seem grounded in mm. reality, at least. Like, so it was very interesting to be like, "Whoa, what if, what if that happens?" Well, and you get to figure Star Wars as a whole when you look at it on a simplistic, fundamental basis. There's been multiple people who've compared it to basically a Western in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you look at Kind of the outer rim area that basically is old west, like they do trading and a bunch of other stuff. Even in um, Force Awakens, they really hammer that home right at the beginning. Ray is scavenging a giant star destroyer stuff and bringing in parts, and then just trading them for rations. Ooh, yeah, food. like that's literally old west mm. in in a in a little tiny thing. Yeah. So they they do a really good job at that. Um, although I would say the one that does the least good job of that would be the, the episode one, two, and three, they kind of go away from that, which makes sense. It's about a war before the fall of, you know, yeah, everything. So what is your guys favorite movie then? Um, interesting question. Hard question. Or, Or most impactful, I guess. Doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite now. I mean, I, mm. I as far as I, I still prefer the original trilogy over them all. And as far as the original trilogy, um, I've gone back and forth kind of with all three of the films. Um, I've gone into the popular choice of Empire Strikes Back because that's usually everybody's favorite. Mm-hmm. Um. But in later years, I think I've gone to appreciate A New Hope for what it is, being that it kind of started out as its own thing. Mm-hmm. It was just supposed to be one movie, and then the toy sales and everything else picked up, and they're like, all right, we're going to make yeah. two more. Um, and obviously, they had stories for more and you know, could have made it, but it, it, they didn't know how it was going to do. So there was a lot. Of, it's a sim- similar thing with like Back to the Future. They didn't yeah. know how it was going to do. So they're yeah. like, oh, we're going to do really heavily into one. Okay, it's really popular. Let's do two more, things like that. So I I think I appreciate A New Hope for what it is, and I think that will kind of always hold more of a special place because I can watch A New Hope way more just because it's a movie in itself. Well, I was gonna say it's a it's a full movie, which is also why I like uh, Six because it's kind of similar and it plays a nice little story. 
I mean, obviously, it builds off of five and four to finish off its story. Mm-hmm. But I also really like Force Awakens because it's, again, it's introducing us to a bunch of new characters and um, it, it plays the same way that A New Hope does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's parts of one, two, and three that I really, really enjoy. And I, I would say, like, most of the movies, I don't have one specific one. I have parts from all the movies that are really, really fun. Like, in one, the pod racing is such a unique idea that really, it inspired an awesome video game. It inspired, like, just a whole new, like, oh, that's what they did on Tatooine. It's not just a boring sand planet <laughs> where nothing happens. Just it's a like crazy bar and basically just a giant intergalactic airport. Yeah. And that's it, about it. It's basically like a big Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, that's like <laughs> essentially what, what Tatooine has turned into. And it's also an outlier planet. So the government's not really there. So, I mean, like, well, no, it's all run through the huts. Like yeah, they, exactly. and, and the crazy thing is, is in like Clone Wars, you see more of what's going on with the huts and you kind of understand like, mm-hmm. oh, they're this crazy mafia where Jabba pretty much is one of the like lead head figures of that entire yeah. subspecies. And in, in um, was it five where we saw Jabba? And <laughs> technically in the special editions, you see him in four. You see him yeah, in, in, four, in a, new hope. a New Hope. Um, which was a scene that they originally cut out of the movie, but uh, I think then you just Empire Strikes Back. No, no, I think you just see him in Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. So, like in Return of the Jedi, you, you just, hear about him, but you yeah. don't see him until I think you get introduced to Jabba. I guess again, technically, because you do hear Jabba's name in A New yeah, Hope, where and, like, and in Empire, yeah, and in Empire. Um, but like in Return of the Jedi, you just get introduced to him like a mob boss, yeah, and he's like. I got Han Solo, you know, all, all trapped up here. And it's like, okay, what are you going to do with him? Well, he's just, I'm going to go, I, I guess. a trophy for me. Yeah, he's going to be a trophy. And now that you released, I guess I'm going to go throw it in a big sand pit. Yeah, uh, that was tentacles. super weird. Like some sort of prized possession that he eventually is just like, nah, I'm just going to kill you now. Yeah, yeah you, you released him. So now it's time to throw him away. Yeah. It's like, but otherwise, it's like there's not a lot of introduction to that, which makes sense. I mean, they're trying to focus on the main plot point in all three movies, which is the war that's going on mm-hmm. between Empire and the Rebels. But, like, that's, I think, what, what more of the movies do, except for Force Awakens and the, the last three movies. The like, Last Jedi. They don't the, really yeah. explore places we've already been to. No, they go Obviously, because it's quite yeah. a bit further in the future. Even even um, Jakku. It's a completely different yes. desert planet. Yes, which is makes sense. It's a tired, you know, giant galaxy yeah. that... You know, you got all these planets in there. It's like you can't just focus on like six of them, but uh, just like one explored Coruscant and like how yeah, yeah, cool yeah. that was. But it, like, I enjoy the the aspects of each Star Wars movie. That's like, hey, this is nice, like world exploration, looking at certain places and and really figuring out like this galaxy. Mm-hmm. Which for the I, most part, you can find <laughs> like. Pieces in each of the movies that someone's going to like, regardless of who they are, I feel like. Um, But yeah, I definitely like... So, I got a controversial opinion Mm -hmm. on it. Uh, The most impactful for me for Star Wars was episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Impactful. You're wrong. Um, (laughs) Send him out of here. Get him out of here. uh, The... Pod racing was amazing. Naboo 
flying around in those Anakin flying around in those ships. Like it was super fun. That was, it was really cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, the scene when they go underwater and there are the giant fish trying to eat their uh, oh, and the gu- through the ship. planet's yeah. core and the Gungan stuff <laughs> and yeah. the, the the sequential giant fish eating yeah. other giant yeah. fish. <laughs> like I as a kid, I was like, "That's super cool! Like that's amazing." Um, but as I grew older, I came to like the original trilogy way more. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think if it wasn't for Episode One, uh, kind of hooking me so much as a child the original trilogy may not have held such a special place for me as it does now. Mm -hmm. Makes Um, sense. But definitely, like, Empire Strikes Strikes Back is probably my favorite out of Of the the original original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, like, they're all really fun movies, even though, like, the original trilogy focuses on the war and the combat, not as much character exploration, even though you get a little... You okay. get you get exploration of literally just Luke, and that's about it. Yeah, and like Leia and Han are like, "Hey, here's their personalities." Yeah, but where'd they come from? What what explanation do you get? Well, Doesn't there's matter. no there's no back history on them. Doesn't matter. And at one, two, and three, you get a lot of back history on Anakin Skywalker, mm-hmm. um, and definitely some exploration of certain characters. Padme and uh, yeah. kind of Obi Wan. But it's more about the romance between those two than yeah, it yeah. is about the war that's going on around them, even yes. though that is explored. And then the latest seven, eight, nine is is kind of back to where four, five, and six was was exploring the war, and then it really focuses on Ray's connection with the Force and the exploration of the older characters and where they turned up because it's almost more about where Han, Luke, and Leia ended up than what happened to Ray and Finn and kind of stuff like so, that. So the thing that I will say about the the last trilogy is they do a better job at fleshing out the characters a lot more you do get a lot of ray because you don't know who she is and mm-hmm. you don't know what's mm-hmm. going on with her but they do a really good job of exploring ben um kylo ren mm. uh, a lot they kind of is bring really cool him character they, they bring him up you know they explore him and i think it was the second movie a lot about kind of a little <laughs> more about what he's going through um you know, you constantly see him praising Darth Vader and things like that. You get a lot more of his emotional um, stuff throughout those movies. And then you you see the closing of Luke. You see the closing of Leia, obviously. You see um, the closing of Han Solo. Um, you, you see that changing the guard a lot more in these. But you see a little more about... These are the characters. These are what we're dealing with. These are who we want to portray the story, as opposed to in the original. It was here's the here's the plot point we're sticking to. These are the characters involved, mm-hmm. and here's how it centralizes around Luke. So targeting with the since we're talking about the new movies now, um, do you like the changes that have gone on with the with all the new content? So I'm not just going to talk about seven, eight, nine, but like all the new movie. Oh, sorry, the new movies. All the new TV shows that are coming out. I mean, Clone Wars last season, Mandalorian, the Solo, Rogue One, and the three new movies. Like all of that is technically a new wave of canonical Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. So, uh, have you guys in, enjoyed that? Um, it, are the negatives outweighing the positive for you, or have you definitely felt like a big impact from all this new Star Wars? Um, is it killing you? Is it? <laughs> I mean, uh, so biggest for me was the Mandalorian. 
I've always been in love with Boba Fett as a mm. character. Uh, the Mandalorians in general. Uh, they're very cool. They have jetpacks. Jetpacks. Like, jetpacks. I, I they have jetpacks. Jetpacks. Flamethrowers in their wrists. With, with rocket launchers on their jetpacks because they sure. need to make their in, like combustible thing more combustible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, jetpacks. Um, but the Mandalorian was amazing because it, it really seemed to take Star Wars back to that Western theme yeah. again. And it kind of, it just felt like home, honestly. Watching it, and even though it was the serialized kind of TV show format, it just felt like home. It felt like Star Wars again. It was very familiar. Uh, it was nice to have that slower pacing of cal- character development. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like a drip uh, drip feed. Apparently, I'm going through puberty all over again. Hey, um, second puberty. Yeah. Like second breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Just with more hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't need that, that look from you, Richard. <laughs> but... Yeah, The Mandalorian was just awesome. I, I really liked it a lot. Um, I think that it's a huge positive that they're trying different formats, mm-hmm. um, trying to fill in different gaps in timelines, um, and feeling like it was a big thing for them to step away from Jedi, I feel like, uh, which is what they did with The Mandalorian, because they've only really reference the jedi in the mandalorian as like these kind of supernatural things that you don't really see very often you just hear about them especially because um, it's set in the future posts well, seven eight nine right yes yes so the crazy thing about it is they revisit that um almost as an homage to what han solo was talking about in a new hope when Han Solo is first introduced and they talk about the Jedi, he's like... He's skeptical. Well, not only is he skeptical, he talks about he's a hokey religion. Yeah. So they... they John Favreau does an amazing job about almost retransplanting that and saying, this is new. These are things. And yes, the word is spreading out, but it's still now a historical frame of reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because everything Star Wars that we'd had up until that point, pretty much outside of rogue one i want to say uh and solo i guess was like very jedi centric like it it was very familiar for you to see a lightsaber at some point yeah um whereas with those uh those movies solo and rogue one and then the mandalorian it they kind of took a back step from that and kind of focused on hey, look, this is the everyday person. This is the struggle that they have in the galaxy and like how they kind of interact with the Empire a little bit more. Mm. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Well, and like all the other content that's out there, like you said, is like Clone Wars about Jedi. Like like yeah, Rebels. All, all the TV shows are pretty much One of the main characters is a, a Jedi, quote unquote. Resistance would be the furthest from, I think, because yeah. it's just about a... Uh, a colony that's on like a floating ship in the middle of nowhere and the the only they're dealing with the first order because the first order acting basically like we're the protection for the universe so we're gonna come through and kind of impose yeah things on you guys meanwhile there's a the main character is a resistance spy who then is being like i'm gonna just feed you the resistance the information about what's going on at this 
colony, basically. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's kind of the only thing. It still kind of has to do... It doesn't have to do with Jedi, but it has to do with kind of the overall theme of Star Wars, basically. Versus Mandalorian and even Solo and (coughs) Rogue One really don't. Um, I I think the main thing that I love that's kind of uh, off of what you were saying is what Mandalorian has done is it's shown that something that's not Jedi can be successful, mm-hmm. which yeah. is something that Rogue One and Solo didn't yeah. do. Very Because they were just filling in backstory for already established content, Characters. right? Yeah, and mm. content. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, Mandalorian's like, you guys have been waiting a while to hear about these guys. How about we finally, you know... Develop the Mandalorians officially a little bit more. Well, also uh, funny about Rogue One and Solo is like some of the most, like not the most exciting parts, but some of the most intriguing parts is when you had a Jedi there. Wow, on the table. Um, like in Rogue One when Darth Vader came out and completely annihilated like a bunch. Of, one, yeah, yeah at the end I was like whoa, and that was like hey, we used a force wielding person to really put it, provide some wow factor. And then in Solo, like, the, the few little twists and kind of, like, lead-ins to possibly a, a sequel right. was also kind of following that same format. It was like, wow, the intrigue is that the a Force user is is involved with the story. Right, right, right. And it was like, like, Mandalorian, even though we have a Force user, is still like, well, they're just doing magic. Like, it goes back to what, what you guys were saying. The religion Yeah, stuff. the Hokie yep. religion. But it's evolved from there. Yeah. It's not It's not people are denying that exists anymore. It's It exists, but it's like, nobody knows how it works anymore. Like, right. instead of knowing it as a force, people are just like, what is this magic you're doing? No, and well, even... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was like, even the Mandalorian is like, what the heck happened when he lifted that creature up in the air? It was just like, what is this? So, like, I like it's gone past, like, Hokie religion to... Because the, em- the Emperor was kind of changing the way people viewed the force as like either only the emperor and the Vader gets it, or he completely takes all that information away from everybody. And now it's like, it's just magic. Well, and the crazy thing is, is they actually touch on that in clone wars too. the, um, the whole subplot about the clone army, um, existing in the first place was literally a plot from, the Emperor's Master, I think, is what it is, or something like that. Or it was Count Dooku, actually, when he was originally part of the Jedi Order. And he contracted with Kamino to basically said, in these, in this time or whatever, we're going to come and get a clone army. Wow. So, like, it was all just major... And all of, obviously, all of that was set up by the Emperor himself, mm-hmm. originally. So, it, it's pretty crazy to see how... The writing is done in the shows and in the movies and stuff just to make everything as continuity friendly as possible. And kind of going back to the original point, you're I, I'm hoping we'll see more of that now that you see what the Mandalorian has done. It's been successful. It's not something that's Jedi, blah, 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 all the stuff that we've already talked about. I've already heard, um, you know, they've written a bunch of articles about it. That they're going to try and do a show about the underworld of Coruscant is one of the shows that they're trying to do. Um, they're trying to do, like, an emotional-based show. Like, there's, there's like, three or four different ideas that they're trying to plan out that are Star Wars-themed, but not 
Jedi theme. I just desperately want a Star Wars horror movie with some sort of force using entity or thing or Sith as the villain. Like, I think it would be cool if you had someone who was in touch with the force as like a, a horror trope villain like slasher kind of hunting down people that aren't familiar with force users yeah yeah so something like similar to like a slasher yeah i think that would be super cool that would be pretty crazy especially if it's like someone who's new to the force so they could only do it sometimes so if disney's listening here's my plan right (laughs) so you have uh some cargo ship or whatever or uh some space tourism i don't know that's got to be out there they crash land on a deserted Sith planet. I'm getting alien themes here. Yeah, I, I like it. Okay. Yeah. Deserted Sith planet. And they head out. They find a Sith temple. And there's Ooh. like some last uh, remnant of the the true Sith or whatever. One of them. And uh, what was the... Uh, or the pure Sith. The, one of the major Sith lords. I do not remember. But Bane. Was, yeah, Bane. Darth there, Bane. I was like, there was a couple before. So they actually reference him in Clone Wars. In one of the last episodes of Clone Wars, you see Darth Bane, and he's like this ghostly figure, and it's because he, he awakens from his tomb at one of the Sith temples. Mm. Which was actually in some of the, I think in one of the books as well, one of the older non-canonical books, but... It was said that I think like Darth Bane was the one who figured out like how to stay alive forever. Stay alive forever. Yeah. And it wasn't because he like Palpatine wanted to do was try to keep his body alive forever. It's because he was one of the first Sith to figure out how to do the Force Ghost thing, Mm. which in Jedi canon it was Qui Gon. Qui Gon. Yeah. Yeah. So, and speaking of the books, one of the books that's out there is a zombie book. That is, um, like the crew or something. It's like it's like the typical like sci-fi thing. It was like oh, we're trapped on a space station and then we can't get out. But instead, it's zombies. And I think one of the coolest part is like the the front of the cover is has like that bloody bloody stormtrooper helmet, mm-hmm. and it's like it, it's really cool. I'm not sure. Does it have Han Solo in it? I haven't read it, but I've but. seen I've heard about it and I've seen the artwork based off it and I'm like that's super cool. It was yeah. a big it was a big event in Star Wars too cuz we um we were I think it came out a couple years before the Star Wars convention we went to mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. And so it was even like a couple years later like really big on that too. So I mean like that's a nice horror one. I haven't read too many other horror based you know horror based star wars things but that was one of the first ones that i was like oh this is really fun like a really fun read yeah i definitely think seeing a standalone movie with those sort of tropes would be super awesome and i'm not even a big horror guy Mm. but i can see that working super well and i would enjoy it so much um so overall how have you guys enjoyed all the new star wars stuff coming out this latest wave of Star Wars. Can we talk about the changes that have come mm-hmm. out um, and kind of what you guys liked from them? Um, the, 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 I would say for me, the movies have been entertaining for sure. I'm not trying. I, I recognize that they're a new thing. And so there are parts that I'm like, eh, on. But I mean, in the original, 
episode one, two, and three, I was definitely eh on a lot of those. Yeah. Um, I think they're solid films. I think they're entertaining, and I think I like what they've done to Star Wars, especially since obviously stuff like The Mandalorian and they're exploring other things and things like that. That's what I can appreciate about what they've done for the universe as a whole. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed the characters. Mm-hmm. They, like I said, like I said a little bit ago, these these movies do a much better job about fleshing out characters and you go grow to appreciate the characters that much more. However, the story plots are not, I don't find them as good as They're a little the formulaic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's just me. Yeah, I've, I've been really, just like you said, like I'm not one of the fiery people on the internet who go into any movie and like start like thinking pretty negative things and going, Oh, this part was blah, blah, blah. I have a few friends like that who left some of the movies going like, well, I hated all of this. And I didn't like how similar this movie was to the, you know, to a new hope. Like I had like too many people going like that with the force awakens. I'm like, that was what was so good about it. Like, like I, like, what do you want from them? Like, obviously from the Mandalorian and you know, a, a couple other things coming out. And rewatching four, five, and six, you know, it's like you could you could have made a more unique style. You don't need to base it on the old characters, and like this kind of stuff. But like for what they were, you know, a lot of these new movies were really really fun. Mandalorian was knocked it out of the park for being amazing. I thought mm-hmm. Solo was pretty cool. I thought Rogue One though was was a little bit more spectacular because I thought that was a much better movie. Rogue too. One described the event. That they were talking about through four, five, and six, more in four, uh, a new hope because they were like, these spies went and got this for us, so now we can defeat the Death Star. And uh, so, I also think Rogue One did a better job of its characters too. Yeah, you, because you, you, you introduced them. You introduce them and you feel for them throughout the entire movie, knowing probably what their fate's going to be at the end. Oh yeah, Solo, yeah. you didn't. It Everybody was very shallow. It was very structured. Yeah, and I liked. I liked how. I like how it again described a situation that we heard about from Four Event Six, the Kessel Run. Oh, yeah, the Kessel Run. And really described it in a way where it was like, oh, duh, it's a distance thing. And they always said it was a distance thing. It's not a time thing because yeah. he did it in the shortest distance possible because it's through a bunch of black holes with crazy monsters in them. And on top of that, there's <laughs> that you have to tele- teleport. You have to do hyperspace jumps between them to be safe. It's like, yeah, I'm thinking of the word for that, but yes, I understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, you had to do the mini jumps. Right. Um, and, like, that was really cool watching that. That was really fun. But, again, like, it was a little shallow on the on the character base because the only character we really found out about whose name was in the title of the movie is, like, we just found out more about Solo. And even with a little pun joke of, like, he's by himself, so we call him Solo, is, like, you know, yeah. a little loose. But, I mean, I think I thought Rogue One did a really good job even though I think in four they say that they all died, right? They, yes, because they they. But you're led to believe it was the people who were previous. You don't know what happened. Yeah, exactly. You just know like there were a lot of people that died to get this information. Mm-hmm. So it's not really clear, but you assume as much. Yeah, and I think what we've been saying like for the for for through I think Corey Corey you've you've definitely said it a couple times is like. You appreciate that they're trying to fill holes in yeah. stories. And I think, like, that's what we need, you know? These stories and things that they've that 
they've been describing through one through nine in the movies, especially because movies can't explore those stories because they're only, you know, up to two and a half hours usually, is that, you know, we get TV shows and things or unique one-off movies that help explore these things. And I think that these have been really, really fun to sit through and watch, no matter the controversy with, you know, the eighth movie and things like that. It's been a really fun ride. Uh, and I think that they've done a better job of exploring those things all the way up to Mandalorian. I think Mandalorian built on what was previously set by TV shows. Yeah. The Star Wars TV shows have always done a really good job about fleshing things out, exploring new themes, um, really delving more deep. Uh, Clone Wars and, and Rebels both are like, we're going to take some of these episodes and just go hard into Jedi lore, like mythos stuff in I, like some of these episodes and just, you're either going to like it or not, but this is what it is. And that kind of leads into like how I feel about the newer movies and the newer content is that I haven't still haven't watched the very last movie. Uh, but I, I'm not as heavy handed on criticizing the newer movies because I feel like it's much more difficult to take huge risks on big budget movies than it is to take the risks in the TV shows. And I agree. It shows uh, there are a lot of things that are hit or miss in some of the shows, but there are some also a lot of really awesome moments where they've kind of gone a bit off kilter uh, in the, in the, TV series and being very very successful, mm-hmm. um, but I can understand why they weren't wanting to take those same risks in a movie. Yeah, uh, when you know the hardcore fans are going to be much more quick to criticize those risks in a movie. Well, and four, five, and six was the biggest risk because that was the initial start of the whole franchise, yeah. Yeah. and that's where you could have taken the biggest risk. It's better to go hard and make these movies exactly the way you want them. But then when you follow up with one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, it's harder to keep that going because, like you said in a TV show, you got twenty minutes to play with, and it's like it's easier to like have a flub episode and just recover the next one because that's twenty minutes wasted. Like it's one episode and like doesn't sit in people's minds as much as yeah. a, a movie viewing. Exactly. Um, well, and, and I think that's kind of what they were, tr- what you appreciate about specifically Clone Wars the series because you do have many story arcs that. It's not like a typical TV show where you would see a long story arc over the course of a season. There are many story arcs throughout the entire thing where it's like three or four episodes are a story arc or like they always touch with th- different themes. There's like a four or five episode one where they're um, going hard into the original force users and things like that. There's... Um, <laughs> Two episodes, I think, where they go into younglings getting their lightsaber um, on this crazy ice planet. Um, Oh, and actually tying into the video games, um, because I think the entertainment industry for Star Wars is a lot bigger than, you know, just the movies and TV shows. Yeah. Is the the most recent video game. Fallen. Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Um, (laughs) Is that they actually tie into that? Is they tie into that episode from from the Clone Wars, and that was only canonical in the in the Clone Wars. Yes, that was not in any other TV show, and in this new video game that they were like touching on is 
the main character goes, oh, I remember when I did that with 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 Master Yoda. And he he took me to the ice planet and I went to the like to the um the Jedi temple that was there and it's only uncovered in ice during a certain time. Yeah, and, they get literally like a like an 18 hour period where yeah. well and the crazy thing is is in that clone uh, the clone wars episode they specifically any younglings that are trained in coruscant go to that specific planet mm-hmm. they all do the trial there yeah it's because they only get a specific amount of time and they all they all together use their force powers to unlock the temple and then this giant ice wall sheet uh goes away and then as the sun goes down, that ice wall instantly just starts coming back. Because it's so, so cold. Yeah, because the planet's so cold. So the, the younglings have to go into the temple specifically, do their little trial. Find their kyber crystal. And and their kyber crystal is uh, based around their weaknesses. So there's one that um, was always impatient. So he had to literally just sit and wait while this frozen lake, which was unfrozen, uh freezes back up so he could go get the kyber crystal mm-hmm. there's like another one that's like uh bullheaded so he literally goes at the beginning of the thing grabs what he thinks is a kyber crystal comes back out and it turns out it's just a reflective piece of ice that just melts in his hand so then he has to go back in and be like oh i, I actually have to spend the time and think about this and not just be bullheaded about yeah this. and like so i think like that's really where the tv shows have shined is exploring the universe whether jedi or not or the force or not, and really kind of exploring what you know about it and going, ah, little additions here and there. They really do a good job exploring uh, Ryloth, which mm. is the planet of the, the Twi'leks. Mm. Um, they visit them constantly. Um, in Clone Wars, they have a whole thing about them, like, multiple times because they're a very influential planet. Um, and then in Rebels, because one of the main characters is a Twi'lek, and she's actually the daughter Sandula. of um of the chief of ryloth and so they they deal with that again in a different time period too. there's also a couple canonical books uh one that stars darth vader and emperor palpatine um where they go to ryloth because that is essentially where the rebellion i wouldn't say started but like a couple major people in the rebellion are from there yeah talking about the the two sandulas yeah the sandulas is a very influential and it talks about people. Um, how the father was trying to send a message to his daughter somewhere in there. And so really, I would recommend it to both of you because it's a really, really fun book that describes basically Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine's relationship to, Bro- to each other. Well, and more, really, really more like how creepy, like creepy old man down <laughs> down the, the next door that's like, hey, come on over. You know, I got some cookies. Yeah. You can help me with my lawn. Let's take over the universe together. Come on. <laughs> it really describes how Darth Vader is very much the apprentice to him. Because Darth Vader is really shown to be powerful. Because he has another scene in the book that was like the scene from uh, Rogue One. Where he completely destroys a bunch of people in the hallway. Yeah, or uh, uh, the other video game. The Force. Unleashed? Unleashed. Yeah, the beginning of the, literally the beginning of the first game. Oh, where game. he goes through the Ewoks and the no, 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 no it was um, Kashyyyk. Yeah. yeah, on Kash- yeah, Kashyyyk. The and Wookiees, he literally not just the Ewoks. Massacres a bunch of Wookies and then finds the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wookies are just big Ewoks. <laughs> um, and so like it describes how almost the entirety of the book, Palpatine's like, sure, we can do whatever you whatever you think is good. 
Because hey, the whole time Emperor Palpatine's like, I already know what's going to happen. And I'm not worried in the least. I know we're going to handle this. And at some point, there's a bomb on Emperor Palpatine's flagship. And like Darth Vader's like, we got to get out of here, man. He's like, okay. And he just starts walking like towards towards a escape ship. And he's just like completely calm about the whole thing. And like, and it's really funny like to describe the, the relationship between them. And then the whole time also, Darth Vader keeps reflecting on his time as Anakin. So it's one of the like, I feel like the only scenarios where you really see Darth Vader and Anakin almost in the same place in like intellectually because he has flashbacks of Padme and things. He, he actually explores the fact that he was a person before he became exactly. Darth Vader. And in four, five and six, that never really happens in, no. until the very last yeah. part. And then you see Anakin come back out, but with no background to his conversation at all. And just, no mask. Yeah. I mean, and, his face is just messed up. Yeah. And then one, two, and three, you never really get a Darth Vader out of him until the very end. So, like... Yeah, because Clone Wars, you kind of explore those those avenues a lot. Correct. And, and, and that's what's strange about, like, the Star Wars series is there's no real bridge between the old stuff and the new stuff, except for the stuff that's coming out. Like, Clone Wars, the book series. And I would also say one of the biggest part of Star Wars is there's also a huge video game industry... Because I feel like we've, uh, I don't know. Have you played Kotor? No, I have not. Have you, you played Kotor? Yeah. Yes, and not Knights, for a while. But Knights of the Republic was one of the biggest Star Wars games to come mm-hmm. out, and a big video game because it told an amazing story. Mm-hmm. It was set way before one, way two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Like way before that, with the old wars, um, and it was a really, really, I would say. Uh, really grabbed you as a story well and they actually said that they're either going to remake knights of the old republic or set something in which would be really cool and then they're going to do apparently another uh movie i think set a hundred years before one two and three so at old republic uh, knights of the old republic was set like a thousand years before Mm -hmm. this is like a hundred years so it's going to be kind of (laughs) in that in between yeah um, actually, it's more of the birth of the Republic. Really? Yeah. I thought the Republic had been around for like a good 400 years at that point. I It's, if I'm not mistaken, it, it was smaller than because you have a set of core plans. It's almost Galactic like... Galactic Republic, not just Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it worked kind of like how uh, Firefly, where you had the Alliance as like a core group of planets, and then you had the Outer Rim. Also so, something I have not watched. Well... Well, we'll have a different we'll have yeah. a different podcast about that, and I'll <laughs> um, just we'll just watch it. And I would almost say that Kotor was a way bigger impact than some other movies that came out around it. Like one, two, and three, I would say Kotor had a bigger impact almost than one, two, and three did. Because uh, yeah, of how amazing that video game was and really captured your imagination. So, yeah, I mean the same thing with like even Battlefront. Yeah, Battlefront uh, on PlayStation and and Xbox and all those they. It really captured the essence of, hey, remember episode two and there's this giant war? Well, now you can play in the giant war. And, yeah, like and the pod fun. racing, the pod racing game. Yeah, exactly. hey, remember that one, that um, one tiny pod racing scene? Here's uh, an awesome pod race. Yeah. And then the other series would be like Jedi Knight. That was a really big series on PC. They had, um, was it Dark Forces? And then like so. And then, uh, what was it Shadow of the Empire? I think was on N sixty four, where you played as uh, a smuggler guy. OG Tie Fighter. 
yeah, well, yeah, X-Wing, TIE Fighter, X-Wing mm-hmm. versus TIE Fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a ton of, I mean, you got to keep in mind, at that point in time, LucasArts was a massive studio, and they did everything. So they did movies, they had uh, Industrial Light and Magic, they had, uh, I think they even owned THX at that point. So they were doing multiple things, and then they were also in charge of making their own video games, too. Everything was put out by LucasArts because, if I'm not mistaken, George Lucas just had this massive interest in technology and all these different things. So he was just investing his money <coughs> everywhere to make sure um, Star Wars and everything else that he loved to do just keep going. And and speaking of that, um, before we get to the next kind of question I wanted to ask you was, I think overview for Star Wars, that's where it's had the biggest impact. And people's imaginations and exploring them and actual technology. Because oh, yeah. um, there's a documentary that came out a bit, a bit ago that described how some scientists watched Star Wars and were like, I'll just make that. And then proceeded on the path to making the strange things that come out of Star Wars. Um, like a scientist was inspired to make a space elevator. So they started researching materials that, that would be going on to, to make that. Making it durable enough to reach from... The ground in a space. There was a scientist who saw the solar sail in one or two. Two. Um, that Count Dooku flies away on. And then he created a design to fill that. And I think that's the biggest, most wondrous thing that Star Wars has done, at least for me, was it helped inspire a whole new wave of technology like Star Trek did mm-hmm. um, to show people it was like, you know, the people who made these things probably don't know how they work, but we know that somebody out there knows how to get this to work. And it really inspired like waves upon waves of people to get inspired, go into technology, the technology field, go into the science field and really like pump these crazy things out. And I would really say without Star Trek and Star Wars, like I feel like technology might not be where it is today because it's mainly about the imagination and saying, Hey, you can imagine literally whatever you want and bring it to fruition because, I mean, certain technologies from Star Trek and Star Wars are now starting to creep up and be around today. And, I mean, that's I guess that's my favorite part about Star Wars and really why no matter what, what's done with the new series or the new stuff coming out, I will always enjoy a nice watch of Star Wars. Um, now to get on a little bit on the negative side, uh, is there anything you really didn't like about Star Wars, even the old stuff that... Uh, that maybe like has hit you too hard. Um, I would say there there's some moments for myself in um, what's the eighth movie called? Wait, Last Jedi. Last or? Jedi. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it that was there were some strange moments in it? It was not a. I felt like it wasn't a sequential movie. It felt a little forced. Yeah, and it was like like kind of. If I were to be like, if if I was listening to a CD or a cassette tape, like throwing it back, it would be like listening to it and then there'd be stutters throughout it. And you'd be like, what? What's going on? Yeah. And suddenly it cuts forward like 20 minutes and you're like, how did that happen? And and I really felt like that's kind of what I felt like. Not that I didn't enjoy a lot of scenes from it. Like I really, really enjoyed the ship, hyperspace jumping through the other through ship. Through the giant. Yeah, through destroyer. the star, giant Star Destroyer. Um, but... I've, I've, there's been certain points through even four, five, and six, and one, two, and three, and some of the TV shows that have been like, 
Well, uh, like you were talking about the uh, the Force of Destiny episode of Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah the where they visit the the father, the sister. And yeah, the and I was I was just I was not into that episode at all. Whether it was interesting, but it was like, why do we need the Force to be so rooted in like three people? And like, well, and that's the thing is technically it wasn't. They're just all that's left. And that's that's what was strange to me. I'm like, I and they're like, he is the epitome of good, and she, he is the epitome of bad, and she is the epitome of good. But they both have a little bit of each other. And then if he succeeds at killing the dad, then suddenly the evil side's gonna win, or the dark side's gonna take over, and like and it has mass effects on across the force. I'm like, why? Like that. Like, that whole scene almost was nothing because by the end of it, nothing happened. Because, like, Anakin was like, I saw my future! And well, then they got rid of yeah, it. Yeah, we'll take those memories away. And it was just this, this very standalone episode. And there's been few moments, like, here, scattered here and there that have been, like, just oddball and kind of bother me that they're not canon. But, like, you know... I, for me specifically on that, I actually enjoyed that I reversed watch it because I watched Rebels first, and in the later seasons they deal with that, but more as a lore thing and not as a physical embodiment. Yeah. So you see that in reverse because technically Clone Wars came out first. So I watched that backwards, and I watch Rebels first, and then I go and watch the Clone Wars, and I'm like, ah, these are the characters they're talking about. This is what happened with it. This is what's going. So I had more of an appreciation for it versus I could see watching it the way that timeline wise, you'd be like, really? Like this is this giant father's going to just take over to basically say that if something happens, the entire world is, or the entire universe is doomed. That's stupid. Cause it's ba- yeah. And it's based on this one area and this one place that's constantly at odds with each other. I'm like, well, and, strange And concept. I think it's because they almost wrote themselves into a corner at that point. Because the whole point was that the Chosen One, Anakin, is supposed to bring balance to the Force. And the Father saw it as he's bringing balance to the Force by him coming here and taking over for me. Yeah. And he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Obviously. So... They kind of wrote themselves into a corner by saying, okay, how do we get Anakin out of this situation because he can't just stay here? So they neutralized it, but at the same time, they he just could go away forever. Yeah. And we don't have to deal with that anymore. So anything for you that you're... For me, it's more generic stuff. Episode 1, 2, and 3, the... The episode two just being too much about the love between them. Mm. Episode one just having very rocky acting. The story, and this is more of a recent viewing because I've re- rewatched one, two, and three more recently. The writing in that is much better than I think, than you originally think it is. So if you go back and rewatch them, you'll probably be pleasantly surprised on how much better they are on like a more of a recent watching. So I think the writing was much better in them. It's just the acting was not as good. <laughs> no! <laughs> you know, not only that, like the, the canned acting of little boy Anakin was really bad. Um, overall, the story plot points, I think were very cool in episode. I, I want to say honestly now, and I think you have this, Michael, you have this opinion as well Is that episode one is your favorite of the original three. Yeah, it was really fun. 
And I, after watching them again, I originally liked three the best. And then I watched it and I'm like, three was a disaster. It was, uh, it was way too long. There's a lot of people too much stuff. Too much stuff happening. It, when you watch it the first time or, you know, you watch it in kind of short bursts when, when I was younger, I'm like, this is star Wars. But then I go back and I'm like, this is not star Wars at all. All they're trying to do is just close the plot point of Anakin into Darth Vader. And it takes too long. Yeah. Um, versus episode one was very clean, mm-hmm. um, very simple. You see what's going on. It's laid out before you and it's done in a very simplistic way. It's almost like they were like, no, it needs to be three movies. Three. You No, we can't do four. We and can't spread it out a little bit. We can't bit do long. two. <laughs> well, and, and they did a good job in two. It just felt like sidelined by the whole Padme Anakin love fest. Mm-hmm. Had, had they just kept that a little more simple and just said like, hey, they're falling in love. And these are what's going on. You don't have to have these grandiose, oh, they're kissing. No, 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 no. They need a song and dance number. It's just, they didn't have to have Disney that. Disney film all of a sudden. <laughs> and and oh, a wait, lot of the stuff. They are Disney films. The, a lot of the stuff associated in the third third film didn't need to happen either. Like the assassination attempt on Padme and like just random stuff where you're mm. like, these are just extra things you don't need. Yeah. It was almost just an excuse to have a like, action sequence through Coruscant, honestly. Yeah. That's all it seemed like. But, uh, I mean, was there anything else that you had to touch on? And No, I mean, uh, there are parts of Clone Wars that are just dragging and things like that, but I was able to get through the entire series up until, obviously, the current season, which is going on now. Um, but I can understand what they were doing with it. They wanted to make sure this is a war going on, but we still have to tell a story. So they did that kind of back-and-forthiness. Yeah. Uh, Corey? So, a lot of the things that Richard touched on, I, I, I agree with. Um, but if I was to not talk about that, but instead uh, mention something that, for the majority of the movies, I had a big issue with, and Rogue One kind of fixed that, mm. was none of the movies other than Rogue One explored the human cost of the war. Mm. And I liked that Rogue One explores that a little bit more uh and really shows you how tragic really the 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 era that star wars is going through is Mm. um and that was one of my biggest issues with the clone wars was yes they were mass-produced clones but it it kind of came off a little cheesy like with how they died and just fell over and stuff like that. And because though I think it's because they were fighting a robot army as well. It's kind of like you, your brain thinks of it as drones against drones, mm. but these were human beings yeah. that were dying and on mass. Like it was crazy. So, so they actually explore that, that dynamic a little bit. And there's a, a story arc in clone wars where there is a Jedi general who treats them as though they're drones and um they the main clones throughout the entire show get put under his command and so he literally just starts sending clones in just to be murdered basically like be- world war one era attack yeah yeah forces of, a, of attrition basically yeah. and he's like we just win because we have more forces than they do just shove them at at these droids and we'll just kill them eventually because we're smarter than they are yeah so what ends up happening is is he gets court. He gets mutinied against because they're like, we're not just drone people. We are. Pe- we can independently think, and just because we're programmed to obey, 
doesn't mean that we don't also treat each other like brothers and blah blah blah. So they they that's in a later season and they do force that issue versus in the like earlier seasons literally like the one where they kind of recreate the battle where they're on um that bug planet genosis yeah that one um that's pretty much what they do they're like yeah you guys are just tools you guys are just tools well, just force your way into the to the thing and just get rid of this droid factory and mm-hmm. if you think about it i mean when the death star exploding that was a small moon worth of people. Yeah. And at that point, the stormtroopers weren't clones. They were people. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, when Luke exploded the Death Star, he killed millions, millions. probably. I mean, and like that that was the crazy part. Is like obviously there's no time in those movies to go back and be like, like, you know, grieving stormtroopers or something like that, which is what I really liked in Force Awakens was like when Finn was like, oh my god, my friends just died. Like, yeah. the people I've known forever, like, just my died pro- right now. My programming is now clicked. And yes. I'm actually a person again. And, you know, like, some negative things. Um, was there anything else that... Well, I was gonna tie off that as well. It was I thought that's something that the Star Wars Battlefront 2 campaign did really well, because you follow the life of a 501st soldier, mm-hmm. and there's a part in the story where they talk about all their brothers that were stationed on the Death Star and all their colleagues and stuff like that. And the Fiverr Fest called themselves Vader's Fist at that point were going around and they were like, we have had enough of these rebels. Like they just annihilated the Death Star and killed so many people. And you can kind of feel for them at that point because you're like, yeah, that that's ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. that was a lot of people. It was very heavy handed. Um, so you kind of felt sorry for them. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was really good. And I always like when wars not really glorified or kind of made like very slap ha- happy. Yeah. Like I like there being a little bit of respect for you know the human cost. So. After that negative note, let's <laughs> end it with a little bit something a little more positive. But I'll I'll, I'll keep it down to like one. Um, this uh, what is your favorite character from the whole series, and what character do you think represents you the most? Um, yeah, you can start. No, you can start because <laughs> we already right, know fine. what yours is. <laughs> is it? Do you? Yes. Well, oh. go ahead and say yours. Okay. Well, I'm excited to say that I don't know if it's official yet, but. Rosario Dawson is going to be playing my favorite character in the new season of Mandalorian. And she's going to be playing Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Okay. okay. Ahsoka Tano is my favorite character in all of Star Wars. She, especially after watching the Clone Wars and seeing where she came from and things like that, I really loved her character in Rebels and how she abandoned the Jedi ways altogether and came up with her own sense of everything. She she turned into as close as you can justifying in the current universe a gray Jedi. Yeah. Which is basically not the not the light side, not the dark side, just someone who observes and makes their own judgment calls and things like that. Mm. Plus also her lightsabers are badass because she has two and they're white and that's really cool. Mm. Um and yeah, she's just this very neutral centerized character that realized early on that the Jedi aren't necessarily right, but clearly the dark side isn't right either. 
and made her own judgment call. She's far more influential in the Star Wars universe than a lot of people think as well. Like, there are a lot of things that happened or would not have happened because of her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite character, Corey? Um, So, (laughs) it's definitely Boba Fett, Mm -hmm. for sure. Jetpacks. Um, (laughs) But I also think Qui-Gon's a close second. Ooh, that's a good like choice. Very, yeah. very, very, very close. I yeah. forgot what I said last time on the last episode. I don't remember. It's yeah. it's not canon. It's not hey, the last episode's not canon. Um I I I would like I more appreciate the technology, funnily enough, even though I asked the question, than the characters themselves. So IG eighty uh, eight is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> um and you know, like Corey's whisper, uh, like Palpatine's is definitely up there. I I thought mine, I think initially with Darth Vader, um, not that's what you said last Anakin time, Skywalker, because Darth Vader, I I've always really liked dark characters, and like Corey with your with the you were talking about the war where war is not like interpreted as a very like it was all good, like we all fought this war and it was a good thing. Like there's a lot of people who died in that war. Like Darth Vader's like showing of this is absolutely how brutal brutal the force can get if you go down that deep dark side and he can just own people even though his body is like just a walking awful ugh, it's just ugh. <laughs> and he's a weird puss rag and like <laughs> but because he has a force and so many of the books and stuff talk about how when he fights the force just flows through his body and allows him to do these crazy moves like and makes him so strong and makes him fight at uh, equivalent to all these people who can bounce around and do all these crazy Jedi things. And so like, I really like Darth Vader and I'm really glad that he's gotten some stellar moments of showing off. Like I can tear through anybody because it doesn't matter. In fact, in that book series I was talking about, he has this awesome space battle where like he, because it flashes back to him being Anakin Skywalker and who was an excellent pilot. Yeah. And so just imagine Instead of Anakin Skywalker, you've got Darth Vader in the piloting behind a ship. And during it, he like leaps out his front window <laughs> of a ship and slams into the door of another one and just cuts it open, goes in, kills everybody in it, and then like grabs somebody else's ship and like crushes it. Oh my god. And like there's a really cool like that's a, and you can really see like stellar examples of Palpatine during it too. Like they are the ultimate duo because Darth Vader is just the weapon that cuts through Palpatine's enemies. And, and Palpatine's like, I know what's going to happen. So just go do what I want you to do and we'll, yeah. we'll all be okay. And that was the biggest thing which, why 4, 5, and 6 at the end of 6 was such a big thing because Palpatine was like, you don't betray me. Like, we have had this huge long history. I made you and we are not even apprentice and master anymore. We are just Sith. Yeah. Like, even the Sith acronym, he's, like, trying to throw away because it's just, like, we are the leaders. And, the, you know, so Darth Vader is pretty much, like, one of my highest favorite characters because he's, he's really cool. If I were to pick a character that represents me most, probably Han Solo. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he's very relaxed. He's got, like, a mobile home. And, <laughs> like... <laughs> mobile home being a big part of that. Like, is that your dream? Just to have, you know... If I had a flying space... RV with, yeah. with some sort of sidekick animal? Not, like, directly from... Not, like, Wait, directly... Johnny be your sidekick animal? Yeah, he'd be my worry. That's what I say. Like, wow. like Johnny's, Johnny's Chewbacca. And so we're, like, flying all over the place, doing odd jobs. You know, chilling in our big house. Getting into trouble. Yeah, getting into trouble. And, the, like... 
Like, I really, really like the way Han Solo kind of chills. Is like he's he flies around his ship doing weird jobs left and right. He's really good at smuggling and. You know, like, he basically has a flying house. And, you know, not exactly like, uh, um, oh, I can't think of Spoof for Star Wars. Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Yeah, which is just an RV. But I don't want an RV. I want a Millennium Falcon. That, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely say favorite character of Darth Vader. I would more, I like, interpret it myself as a, as a Han Solo type, although I'm not as cool as him. I mean, if. I had to be serious. I couldn't really mention a character that represents me the most, but if I had to joke about it, definitely the, uh, the child officially or Baby Yoda. <laughs> uh, just because I, I want to be that guy in the corner room just watching people get all serious and I just got my soup and I'm just <laughs> sipping my bone broth, you know. Wow. <laughs> just chilling, you know. Not talking, just no. sipping on just his watching. broth. Just yeah. watching. Watching you. Hmm. Finish, uh, finish us off strong, Richard. Uh, represents me? Represents you. Yeah. I feel like... Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know this character, but Kanan, Kanan Jarrus from, from Rebels. Rebels. Mm-hmm. Is that the kid with the lightsaber gun? No, no, no. That's his master. Okay. So he, he was the one who basically... He got out before the Jedi massacre Mm -hmm. because he actually didn't finish his training with his original master, which I think was, I think he was trained under Luminara. It was the one with the weird black hat thing. Yeah. Skin. Yeah. That's Luminara. Um, and he basically realizes over the course of time that he has to kind of do things, even though he doesn't want to. (laughs) So like his whole thing is, is like, I got rid of my past on purpose. I don't want to deal with anything associated with the war or anything like that. But then he's like, well, my girlfriend's making me do all this stuff, which is Harris and Dula. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just going to go around. And he's like, oh, there's this kid. So I'm not going to teach the kid on the Jedi ways and things like that. Well, now I have to be a bigger part of everything. <laughs> so he's like just getting kind of dragged along until he comes into his own. And he's like, I am now one with the Force because... He got trained by this giant tree monster thing and how to then further his force training and he became blind in this prophet and everything like this. He's a really cool character and I think just that neutrality that he has where he's basically like, do I really have to do this? All right, fine, I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's pretty much how I am. The, the begrudgingly helpful person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I want to start ending some of our podcasts, even though we're way over time. Um, I want to start ending some of our podcasts where it is applicable with a recommendation. Um, okay. Do you have any recommendations from the Star Wars universe? Uh, video game, book, movie, TV show, anything. Um, Star Wars land, literally anything from, from the Star Wars universe that you would recommend to other people. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I will throw one out while I look up the name of my other one. Um, uh, definitely, I would recommend anybody who hasn't watched them watch Mandalorian. Uh, the end is super awesome, and the whole show is just like a, it's almost like a love letter to Star Wars. Honestly, in, in order to to watch the Mandalorian, you should probably also watch my favorite. In which case, you should watch the Rebels because, yeah, it has to do with the Mandalorian directly slash indirectly. So you should probably watch that first and then watch the Mandalorian. Yeah, um, those two are awesome. I hundred percent agree. They're some of my favorite content in the Star Wars universe. Uh, I would 
also say play Star Wars Battlefront 2, the PlayStation 2 version. Um, the old game. The old Battlefront, not the newer Battlefront. Well, and they've actually they re-released all of the old Battlefronts on PC as well, so you can get them yeah. through Steam and they're like five bucks. Super cheap. Yeah. But really solid games. They yeah. they have aged a little bit in the graphics department, but uh, like I don't think there are too many issues mechanically with them. No, like yeah. they're pretty. They're good basic games. third person shooters. Yeah, and, and um, if hopefully they are going to either reboot it or re-release it when they do, uh, definitely play uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, and if you can get through old games, I would definitely say play it now. I mean, um, they have it on Steam as well. You can, I think they did a quote unquote remastered version, but yeah. it's it's still the old. The uh, the uh, book I'd recommend is called Lords of the Sith by Paul S. Kemp. It's based on it, parts of the story are based on the Clone Wars, uh, because it's based on Ryloth and it has to do with Sindula, the dad. Yes, um, the general, General, yeah, the general. Sindula um and it's just a it's a romping good time the whole time and if you really like darth vader and palpatine it'll explore their relationship with each other and stuff like that otherwise kotor definitely mandalorian um and all the um definitely rogue one i would say is a hard recommendation for me and we're recommending Corey to go finally see the last movie yeah the live book I was gonna watch it last night, but I got tired. Which I would also say the last movie, whether you know whatever your feelings on it, it's a nice bookend to the Star Wars series. Um, it definitely has really, really cool moments in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are hard recommendations straight while I'm looking at Corey. Um, <laughs> Delve deep into his soul. It really shows off the characters a lot, and um, the twists, whatever they are, I think are fine. Yes. And so. Um, if you haven't watched the movie nine or any of the newer movies, I think they're just worth a watch. They're entertaining and fun. Go play KOTOR, go read Lords of the Sith, go watch the Mandalorian, go watch Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, and keep your eye out on Star Wars news and future Star Wars movies. Yeah. Can't go too wrong with anything Star Wars really. Mm-hmm. And go wait, read that zombie Star Wars book. If you just type in Star Wars zombie book, you will find it. It literally, it's called Death Troopers. Yes, go yeah, go watch Death Troopers. It's really really fun. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. Uh, this has been Michael, Richard, and Corey. Um, hey. We love talking about Star Wars. Uh, we don't know what our next podcast is going to be, um, but these will start uh, probably within a couple months to start. Uh, definitely by summer to start releasing um, officially. officially on various podcast places. Um, as, as long as we all survive Deathtopia. Yes. Uh, stay safe out there. Wash your hands for at least 30 seconds. Sing a song to yourself. You know, uh, we're staying safe inside this room. In fact, we never leave this room. We will be podcasting for the next years. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to Generally Casual. And uh, stay safe and have a good day. <laughs>